0: my mom is like the most mysterious woman i've ever met she's
1: super i was gonna say that but i'm like that's not my thing to say
0: i'm telling you i don't know much about my mom and she's my fucking mother she's literally wearing a freaking engagement ring and you
1: have no idea right
0: no fucking clue who this man
1: is let Let me present to you the rotten podcast the Rotten Podcast
0: How do you want me to say it? Rotten
1: All righty, and we're back for another episode of Rotten Podcast. I think we're on episode 26. It is a beautiful Sunday.
0: Today's Mother's Day, so Today's happy mother's late Day. Mother's Day to all of True. our mothers out there who are watching.
1: Shout out to all the mamas. Yeah, Shout out it- to all the dog moms as well. You're technically a mom.
0: Where's my present? You don't get one. I don't get a present for having a dog?
1: No. Two dogs. The present is that I take care of them the way that I take care of them.
0: Okay. Really um,
1: cool. <laughs> True
0: you, or false. You are a great dog dad.
1: Thank you. I pride you myself. You are on being terrible. A good, <clears throat> whoa, where's this going? Dad,
0: cat, cat dad. Cat dad. Cat dad. Shark shark gets the like short end of the stick when it comes I love, to both of us. But also she's I love
1: sharks. She doesn't give a lot, no, so she it's hard not. to give her love. Backstory for those of you who don't know, I've had a cat for really almost ten years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um
0: How'd you find her again?
1: So my ex at the time was living at her friend's house, and her friend's mom did landscape. Um, what do you call it? Like she was a l- landscaper, landscape architecture design. I don't know what she that's was called. a she landscape designs, artist. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but she would design people's properties, like the outside of like it expensive it and stuff. properties. Yeah, okay. And so, anyways, on one of her properties, she found two cats in a bush, and she brought them home. They were ten days old at the time. Mm-hmm and they used to foster animals all the time so this wasn't like abnormal for them and since i was going over there to spend time with my ex i kind of like fell in love with this little kitten Mm -hmm. Um, and she was gray and white kind of like a shark she was very like smart and curious and i knew her when she was 10 days old and they were looking for a home and i was like let me take her so that's the story of how i got shark back in chicago 10 years ago about and uh, she's been with me on my journey ever since. She's moved to me, moved with me to Denver. She's moved with me to Los Angeles. So she's come a long way from her bush. Um, Do
0: you ever feel like they might have too early taken the cats away from the bush? Because what if the mom cat was coming back? I don't know. Like, did you just, you literally kidnapped Shark?
1: I didn't. They did. So they anyways, Shark is a feral cat. <laughs> she was found outside. And uh <laughs> She's not the most lovable she's cat not. for sure. She's icy. She's a little standoffish. She's very cute. She's very small. She comes around when she wants. And that's cats, you know? When you have a great cat. No, it's cat-
0: not. I've met so many cats that are so <laughs> friendly and act like dogs.
1: Yeah. there. I think there's a balance of both. That she's definitely on the side of being more independent She's like the classic cat memes of like, okay, I'm done with you.
0: She doesn't add much to the fam. She hates the dogs. Yeah. She only comes around when she wants to. She wakes me up at least two or three times every single night. Yeah. Because she likes to climb with me. And it's cute. I find it cute because she actually wants to climb into bed with me and like lay between my legs. But she does it at the most odd hours of the night, and I wake up every single time it happens. Yeah, and I feel like I can't get an, a full eight hour rest. Also, mm-hmm. I hate the fact that she wants our doors opened at all times.
1: Yeah, because she won't stay in the room and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's either stay in or out, yeah. Miss.
1: It's tough. But I love her. I love, I love her. her because I've adopted her, and I love animals in general. You know, people mm-hmm. are like, you're a dog person or a cat person, um, and I just love animals in general. And I will say, since getting Theo. I've never loved an animal more in my yeah. entire life.
0: Honestly, I it's think you love close. Theo more than me.
1: That's not true at all. You're crazy. If you had to
0: pick between <clears throat> the two of us, you would completely pick Theo. That is not...
1: It. In what setting would I ever have to choose between my fiancé and my fucking baby dog?
0: Okay, well... In a way, when we were first deciding if we wanted Theo or not, I was like, I don't really want another dog.
1: And here we are with and another dog. And here we are with another dog. Sometimes, you know, you don't always get what you want.
0: <clears throat> also, guys, if I keep like correcting my throat or anything like that, it's because there's always a loogie in my throat every single morning and we film in the mornings, but also every it's single... It's 12
1: t- 30 right now. It's not the morning. Yeah,
0: except I only woke up at 11.
1: You're like a child. Y- you know what? We went to
0: bed at 3 a.m. last night, three something. No, no but still,
1: I, you know... Yeah. To
0: me, I'm I'm getting my eight hours. Mm-hmm. It always starts at whatever time I went to bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get. And sometimes to I go to bed it. at yeah. five.
0: That's crazy. Um, but every single time I laugh or cough or sneeze, it, it there's like this throbbing pain in my heart where it feels like my ribs is stabbing my heart. I don't know what's wrong.
1: Yeah. Well, you fell off a horse last week. I did fall off a horse, your horse last horse week. Horse lessons. So maybe it has to do with that. Maybe a weird sleeping position. You got to make an appointment for sure. Get that checked out. I
0: know, but I I can't do it at urgent care. I have to do like a regular appointment because my health insurance is like like the basic, basic plan because I'm like, I don't want to pay for health insurance. Like it's just so dumb Mm -hmm. when I know I'm healthy. But, Clearly not so healthy. but so I have to pay a minimum of $6,000 before health insurance will cover anything. So it's more like emergency health insurance. Mm. Like if I broke something, I'm going to let it sit for a few days and then see what mm-hmm. happens. But maybe I fractured my like rib or something from falling. You off would have horse. known
1: immediately if you fractured your rib. Like, Isn't that funny when you get it? I mean, it's not funny, but like if you get like, um, what is it called? Like heartburn or other like sensations in your chest. It's like you immediately jump to feeling like you're dying. I mean, how many times does that happen where you have like a sharp pain in your chest or like,
0: yes, it's like a weird, that's what it feels like. It's a sharp pain in your chest that normally happens up here. Right. But it's happening literally right behind my heart. So it Mm. feels like it's happening in my heart. Yeah. But
1: spooky. You got to get that looked at.
0: Yeah, we do got to get it looked at. But anyways, back to
1: the shark in the O thing. How do we even start talking about shark? Oh, because you're Oh Mother's Day. Oh, Mother's Day, <laughs> and I'm a bad cat mom dad. Weird. I'm um, a bad cat mom. Yeah, you suck.
0: Yeah, except I swear I give Shark more love than you do.
1: That's not true. Every I'm night sp- every night we have a routine when I lay in bed, she comes, she follows me, she wants love. I give her love for like five minutes and then she kinda like leaves.
0: Oh, so and you're telling me you give her five minutes of love daily. That's yeah. that's all I heard.
1: <laughs> that's all she comes around for. Anyway, I
0: I guess to me, I purposely like grab her and give her love for like five ten minutes a day. Nah,
1: she, I know she hates that. She so hates it.
0: Just, anyways. but also though. she loves me for it.
1: So it's Mother's Day. Yeah. Did you reach out to your mama yet?
0: I did. I texted her.
1: Oh. I mean, but nice. my mom and
0: I have like the weirdest relationship where
1: we yeah, go m- weeks
0: without talking to each other or months without even texting. Mm-hmm. But then every time I'm home, it's like nothing happened. It's just like yeah. it's just a personality like a t- defect of my mom and I.
1: Yeah, but that's also, would you say that's typical for, like, immigrant parents?
0: Um, maybe.
1: Maybe not immigrant, but maybe more traditionally within your culture, like your Asian-Chinese culture, that the relationship between the mom and daughter isn't, I mean, I don't know, that's kind of what you've told me. That in your culture, it's not really like you well, talk no. much about your emotions and exactly. stuff like that.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, I would say that I'm not like a super emotional person. I don't talk about my emotions that often. And mm-hmm. it stems from like the culture that I grew up in mm-hmm. where, yeah, like my grandma doesn't talk about her emotions. My mom doesn't talk about her emotions. And maybe it's just a familial thing. But I feel like in most cultures, especially like Chinese culture, the moms don't really talk about their emotions and they expect a lot from their children and there is like a a very stark hierarchy in asian culture where um like you respect your elders and they could do no wrong and like you have to be the one that apologizes to them if they did something wrong or like your feelings are hurt Mm -hmm. but because i'm so americanized right i don't really practice those practices so when i am upset at my mom i just don't talk to her i'm not upset at my mom now it's just our relationship has never been one where we call each other that often and i will say this and i will freely admit it my mom is like the most mysterious woman i've ever met she's
1: super i was gonna say that but i'm like that's not my thing to say no
0: you can talk about it because i've said it a million times i'm telling you i don't know much about my mom and she's my fucking mother and um I mean, she's wearing an engagement ring.
1: She's sneaky.
0: She is, yes.
1: And that's where you get your she's sneaky private. private, quiet. Well, sneaky sounds from.
0: wrong. It's more like private. She's very private. Sneaky
1: kind of has a feel to it. Like she isn't just private, but there's something like.
0: You think I'm sneaky? You think I'm like sneaking around on you or something? Like no, what am no, I no. I don't about? think you're
1: sneaky in that. No, I guess I don't think you're sneaky.
0: I will say in college, though, my nickname was Ninja because I would just like sneak off and like my par- my, like, my 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 like best friends wouldn't know where I went for the night. And normally be like, I went to my ex's house and slept over and I just didn't tell them. Like, I just didn't mm-hmm. tell them a lot of what was going on in my life.
1: Yeah. So I feel like that makes you seem a little sneaky, sneakier not, than you probably are. But I
0: feel like if someone asked me, I'm not sneaky about it. It's like you just have to ask. I just don't willingly give up information. And
1: that makes you appear to be sneaky. That's kind of what I'm saying, you know. It's
0: not sneaky, though. But I know, I guess for me, my mom, she'll be like, mind your own business.
1: <laughs> literally. wow. <laughs>
0: literally mind your own business. And I'll be like.
1: Respect. Okay. Okay.
0: Guess She's we're... literally wearing a freaking engagement ring. I and
1: you have no idea, right?
0: No fucking. I have an idea cuz I did sneak through her phone once and looked at pictures and I was praying to Jesus Christ that I wouldn't see any nude photos in her phone which I did not find thank god but oh I did my see god, a man that
1: would be terrible
0: I did see a man that she had photos with like okay. like selfies not like anything yeah. crazy and I was like so this might be the guy that is my soon to be stepdad, mm-hmm. but that feels f- weird to say
1: I mean they'd have to much? get married and yeah
0: you know what I found out when I was in second grade. My mom remarried, right? And so I had a stepdad. They never legally got married. They just did the Wait, ceremony. Wait, I didn't know you
1: had a stepdad.
0: Are you fucking kidding me right Wait,
1: now? Wait, I know. It. Wait, hold are on, you fucking hold on, kidding, kidding me? On, no, down. no,
0: no. You're no. my fiance, and you did not know I had a stepdad. I mean, not anymore. They divorced.
1: Yeah, no, I knew that, but I'm just trying to remember. Like, what do I know about your step? I don't think I know anything. I only really know about like. More of your family history regarding your real dad, your uncle, your grandma, and your mom. But you don't talk about your stepdad really at all. You've only brought him up a couple times. He
0: came into my life when I was in like second grade. Was it third grade they got remarried? 2000. So my my actual parents divorced when I was in preschool age like 4 or 5 and then my mom got remarried when I was 7 or 8 I can't remember the dates. Mm. Yeah, super nice dude was a an engineer in Silicon Valley and then my mom Convinced him To start a spa with her They divorced
1: Wait how long after Did they get divorced From starting the spa Do you think that's What kind of led to their no, divorce No I
0: You know why I just said Oh my god I remembered why they got divorced Why My sister graduated High school And so we all took A two month long trip To Asia what?
1: That's crazy Yeah
0: so we went to This was 2007 So the year before The Beijing Olympics I remember this Because I was like Everyone's Wait gonna... how
1: old were you In 2007
0: So I was 13 14 14. so i was going into it was my summer between seventh and eighth grade and i remember it was the year before the beijing olympics because i remember that's when china started caring about their health and like the smog and they had just started implementing a like rule where you can only drive you had to have a, a special permit where you can only drive monday wednesday friday or like tuesdays and thursdays to like lessen the smog that was happening for the olympics but either way Imagine traveling two whole fucking months with your wife and her kids, not your kids. And these kids are little rascals. I will say that three of us together are crazy. And he was stuck with us for two months straight without work. Okay, (laughs)
1: you guys are the reason. (laughs) Literally, I can't imagine the dynamic between you and your sisters back then. Like that would be a problem.
0: Yeah, well, we weren't. He really. I mean, we weren't that bad. I mean, we were pretty mature in the sense where we like we weren't cr- like we weren't screaming crazy. I mean, you're
1: still not even mature, so I can't imagine.
0: But we <laughs> were <you're> like, like <laughs> we're a do, which like I don't really know what the translation is in English. Do in like means, like sassy and like high maintenance, but like yes,
1: that is the best way to f- describe you.
0: Sassy and high maintenance,
1: hundred percent. You're high maintenance in some regards. Okay. You're not high-maintenance in others. Like, for food, you'll, you're will you down to eat, like, Shit. dollar store ramen, mm-hmm. trash. Regardless, I don't think I'm high-maintenance just because I have standards of, like, qualities of foods for certain things that I want. I'd you say want a Panda educated.
0: Express but won't eat at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles.
1: Because at Panda—well, it just really depends. At Panda Express, I can get, like, the broccoli and beef in, like— Rice and No no no. You know what?
0: I bought organic chicken thighs and you go, I don't like these. I don't like Trader Joe's chicken thighs. I want like chicken thighs from like an all natural grass fed farm. <clears throat> Literally, you are high maintenance. I'm,
1: I'm okay, no. I'm high maintenance when it comes to my quality of meats sometimes. But I wouldn't say is you would you consider that high maintenance? Are you
0: kidding me? Yes. <laughs> You think Chick-fil-A is giving you organic no, chicken? No,
1: but I'm just saying, like, a balance, obviously. You make no, me sound is, like such a no, bitch this about is, this stuff this when is it's just, too, like, having quality. This is,
0: this is too cheap of a piece of meat. It's like, dude, did you not—I mean, I guess you grew up differently than I did, but, like, to me, like, I guess I can't be choosy over food when I didn't have access to food, but—
1: You love to play that card when it's convenient for you. It's so funny. You have money now, so why wouldn't you be smarter about what you're putting in your body? I mean, it's just like overall health as well.
0: I don't care to be old. I don't want to grow up. I don't want to live forever.
1: I would say, yeah, maybe you're not high maintenance. That's not the right way to put it. I wouldn't consider you high maintenance, yeah.
0: Either way, so my stepdad and my mom ended up divorcing because on this trip, when you're in Vietnam, you actually can pay a, uh, not a tour guide, but it would be like a chauffeur and it's Mm -hmm. super cheap. It's maybe like $400 or $500 for the entire month. He'll like chauffeur year round. All you have to do is pay for his room and board for like whatever cities you guys are visiting. And our chauffeur happened to be one of my mom's old friends. And since he was a male, they would like have really like good conversations. And like, I wouldn't consider flirting, but I could see my stepdad was a little uncomfortable with it. And I think that was kind of like the downfall of their marriage because Mm. within that year, they ended up divorcing. And I remember he had brought up his name. I forget his name now, but I remember he would bring up his name in the conversation being like, you had me hire your friend and like all this stuff. And I think they might've had like a romantic encounter like when they were children or something, like in high school, like like middle school. Like my mom moved out of, vietnam yeah. when she was in middle school so like it was like a very early on like mm-hmm. i wouldn't be mad at you for like talking to your middle school crush yeah but like
1: very innocent. he was
0: very like not okay with that and
1: i could see where maybe in more traditional yes hierarchy well, more structure more like it's kind of like a disres- yeah more of a conservative tradi- male yeah, yeah it's definitely like just dis- considered disrespectful mm-hmm. in like out of line yeah
0: yeah but. well it turns out that he wanted to move to like well it was like one of these other cities that a lot of refugees vietnamese refugees have lived in um he wanted to move there for like a month or two to help his brother start like a business mm-hmm. turns out his like girlfriend was living there so he was having an affair while no getting way. mad at my mom yeah so like within a, like a few months they got divorced and he had his own family another like girlfriend and wife and whatever so
1: why'd you bring up the thing about like the term for sassy and high maintenance
0: why yeah do you not remember the conversation no
1: what were you yeah no i don't remember what you said about that because
0: he had to hang out with us for two months straight
1: and he thought you guys were do you yeah
0: which is high maintenance and sassy gotcha
1: which we now have realized you're not high maintenance but you are sassy
0: i'm very sassy i will but I wasn't sassy to my elders, but it was just like the three of us would fight with each I'm other. Sure, just like if like the three of the girls aren't fighting with him, like we're not fighting with him or yeah. our mom. It's just like we're fighting with each other. So it's yeah. just like, I don't want to be around these kids when they're fighting 24-7. Yeah. I
1: mean, that's like me and my siblings. If you're around oh us my God. For too long, we're you guys so fight loud so often. just, we
0: love to. Yeah. Either way. I have a question for you. Speaking of trips. Imagine if Spotify brings you to the Super Bowl. They email you like, hey Matt, we'd love to bring you to the Super Bowl. We're also bringing a bunch of other male rappers as well. So like you'll make a lot of friends. It'll be a cool networking thing. And you'll get to go to the practice games. And then they book you. You've signed the contracts. They book you the trip. And then it turns out you are flying out of wherever they hold the Super Bowl, the day of the Super Bowl. And it turns out that you're gonna. So I don't
1: get to go to the Super
0: Bowl? No, but you find. So then you call out the other rappers. You call up the other rappers because you know who they are. And you They're
1: go, like, Yo, we ain't going to the Super Bowl. They're sending us home when the event is actually happening. And he goes, I
0: don't know what you're talking about. I'm actually flying out that Monday, not that Sunday.
1: Ooh.
0: How would that make you feel?
1: I mean, obviously, I would feel super slighted by the company for what would feel like them not valuing me as much as the other artists because if I'm not even staying for the event and I find out other people are
0: that would make you it's feel It's kind of second like a similar class, situation
1: right? you've been in with your friends when you've kind of like talked about rates for certain things and you realize you were getting paid maybe a bit more than some of your other friends mm-hmm. um and you feel slighted by the brands and, yes. and stuff like that. Like you don't feel as equal and valuable. It would obviously make you feel like shit.
0: It would make you completely <clears throat> feel like a second rate human. You'd yeah. be like, wow, I'm ranked. So this actually fucking happened. So there's a girl named Bria Jones. She is a black creator, a black beauty influencer. And she got invited to a tart influencer trip where it was going to be for the F one race.
1: Okay. That just happened, right?
0: Just happened in Miami, literally like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And It turns out her flight was the same day of the race and she wasn't going to be able to make it to the race. So she calls up her white friends that are also beauty influencers that she knows that are going to the race. Turns out they're staying for the actual race, but she's leaving that day and she, she wasn't allowed to go to the race. But she was allowed to go to the practice race, which is the day before where they have like. They just practice the loop. <laughs> and so she calls them out, tart and then she talks about it publicly. And there's been a lot of backlash against Tart because they they, just, they did this to a black creator. Now, there are other factors in this as well, which is she is much smaller than the white creators that they've invited on the trip. She has about five hundred thousand uh, followers on TikTok. Right. Versus the girls she was talking to had like millions. Okay. So there's like a big conversation happening right now where
1: I think Should she feel
0: like a second-rate human, or should she... Well,
1: you're saying second-rate human? Second-rate. Second-rate human? Yes. I think that's a little dramatic.
0: Okay, well, I'm being dramatic. Should she feel like she's lower than them, or should she feel like this is understandable, it's a work trip, I can't expect the same type of accommodations as people who are bigger than me. Well,
1: what do you think? Do you think that...
0: I think it's completely fucked up but i've i've been on both sides i've been well, I
1: my question was more specifically do you think that the size of the audience the value of the audience should play a role in going on trips and being taken care of by a brand because it's kind of almost like that's the world that you're playing in So obviously the 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 followers and stuff, it is very it's almost like a you know, it's a very vain kind of like industry from that stance. But also the same thing that's negative about it is the same thing that's great about it. That gives you access. But in the world of ranking followers and audience, if you're playing in that field, then of course the people with bigger, better audiences are going to get better treatment than you take away race or not it is it's tough that's why being an influencer has its implications you're getting based on your numbers you're getting based on your audience you're getting based on your perceived value to a brand so from that standpoint do i think that it feels good no but do i think that it's wrong no however i think that if they were doing this from um discriminating her based on her race that is messed up mm-hmm. but that's where it gets tricky because is it because she was black or is it because of her following size why does race have to play a role into it
0: yes except
1: it, which is an easy thing to to initially point out but it's like do you really do you think the people at tart were discriminating against her because of her race or was it solely based on her following and then also the follow-up is all of the other creators that had bigger followings that were there, were they all like white? Were there any other races involved or other ethnicities and, you know? Well,
0: no, that's why I'm glad. So the reason why I told you this morning when I was like, I want to bring this conversation up, but I don't want you to know anything Mm -hmm. about it, was that because you're going to bring in an outside perspective on this because I think you brought up a lot of good (laughs) points. The point is, is it because she was black or because she's a small creator? And I think it's because she's a small creator, but it doesn't help that she's black And Tarte has had a lot of controversy when it comes to supporting black Mm -hmm. Um, women, even just physically, because Tarte is a makeup brand and they had controversy because they only had 12 shades of colors and none of them were dark enough for actual like darker complexion girls Mm. not just black girls but like indian like any dark complexion girls so there's a lot of controversy with tart in general so that's why race is coming into it
1: but does tart need to make makeup for every skin tone
0: nowadays yes nowadays yes you Mm. have to kind of make foundation concealers for every skin tone Mm. because rihanna actually started it rihanna was a leader of her time where she started Fenty Fenty Beauty Mm -hmm. and she had like 45 color ranges in the foundation. And it's it's for the lightest lights and the darkest darks. So she started this trend where it was like, okay, makeup needs to be inclusive because before this, it was literally you have 12 shades of color. And if you look at human beings, there's not only 12 shades of us. We have like the palest pale pale and the darkest darks and you would be considered probably too pale for makeup 10 years ago. Like your skin tone would be like really pale.
1: I'm pasty.
0: Yeah. So imagine you couldn't like, and you're like a normal colored white person, right? Like I wouldn't look at you being like, you're so pale, but like in makeup, you would be pretty pale. I'm happy that brands are being more inclusive. And to me as a creator, I'm like, if you want to treat us differently, book different trips. If you want to have all the small craters together, please book us on a separate trip than the big craters. Because it just doesn't feel good to be treated differently. And I have been on trips where I got the worst accommodations, but I'm still grateful to be there. Mm-hmm. And you're actually on the trip with me. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what trip I'm talking about? Coachella, where we had the worst room with literally no AC.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: But we clearly had the worst room in the room and out of the house,
1: yeah, but like we were staying at a nice house and everything, like, yeah, well, yeah. we had the these worst girls are staying at we had the worst room in a nice house, like, do you hear how that sounds though? Like I had the worst room in the mansion, like. What is the I problem? I know, but
0: the the issue is being treated differently. But to me, it makes sense because like you can't have the same accommodations for everyone, especially if it's like a house or a mansion. Even at a hotel, they only have like deluxe rooms for certain amounts of people. Yeah, like you can't book out if you're if you're like inviting twenty five girls. I don't think there's like twenty five suites you can give them that are exact the same, mm-hmm. right? People then will be like, "I'm on the third floor, and you're on the twentieth floor." Like that's not fair. Like there's a lot of things to be unhappy about.
1: News flash, PSA, life is never fair. Life yeah. has never been fair. Life, life will never be fair. It's not supposed to.
0: But do you remember when I cried over the summer? Yes. And that was because I felt like a second rate human.
1: I understand that. But it's also like from the outside perspective, it's the industry that you decide to be in, which has to do with yeah. your numbers, the amount of influence you have. It is like a very social ranked system. So yeah. it's like it's hard to feel... It's not like I don't feel bad for you because I can like empathize how that would feel, but it's also like that's your industry, though.
0: But remember how I said... I gave the, the reason why I started this conversation with you got invited with Spotify to go to the Super Bowl, but then you couldn't go to the Super Bowl and how that made you feel.
1: But I have a question more specifically about this. Wouldn't event. you be
0: pissed off at Spotify?
1: But here's my question. Was she getting paid? I don't know. Well, that has everything to do with it because it's like, is that a fr- like, was she just brought there to to do stuff? I don't think
0: she-, she was getting paid. I think it was just a free trip.
1: Free trip to do what? Like post. Okay, but what was she doing at the trip? If she was going to the F1 thing but wasn't even allowed to go to the F1, She got right? to go to
0: the practice F1.
1: Okay. Did she know that, like going into it?
0: No. That's the issue is she didn't know.
1: She didn't realize that she wasn't going to the Until format. they booked
0: her trip. And then she was like, wait, why am I flying out on a Sunday when the thing's on Sunday? Mm-hmm. And then found out she's not even allowed to go. And I'm saying, I'm saying I see both sides because I can see that as a brand, yeah, it would make a lot more sense to treat your sales associates that are making the most sales better, right? Yeah. Like if, we're, if we're thinking about this them. in a business standpoint, like I was Herbalife and I'm a freaking Ponzi scheme and I have a pyramid. In the pyramid, you can only treat the highest pyramid members the best and I would give them like the sweets and I would give them all the best things. But at the same time, if we're talking about it in like a moral, human, emotional standpoint, it is fucked up. It is fucked up.
1: It's hard to like say that like a free trip is like fucked up so i don't i won't go there but i could it it's not it's not the best look like it doesn't feel good to do yeah. that to people when you kind of like overtly in their face make them find out through talking to their friends that they got special treatment mm-hmm. rather than maybe being more upfront about it like hey they're going to actually be there but you are kind of like going early we only can pay for this much like being I guess more transparent with it up front would probably be the better way to handle it but do I think it's fucked up no do I think it's like a bad look yes it doesn't make someone feel good yeah so I do say that like if she was getting paid to do this then I think that there should be no complaints at all it's like don't be a princess about it it's a job it's a business and I think even with music and Mm -hmm. influencing I think it's easy to kind of get wrapped up in like the sport of it, like the artistry of being a musician or being an influencer and getting this treatment where it's like, sometimes you forget that it is a business at the end of the day, right? Like music, it's so easy to get lost in the emotions and being an artist. But at the end of the day, it's also a business. And this is the same thing with influencing. Like, so not everything is supposed to be just like, I get a free trip. I get taken care of this way. Like if you're getting paid to show up and post, like, You just got paid to do your job. Mm -hmm. So everything else is kind of just like secondary.
0: Yeah. It
1: sounds like it was just a bad like look at Tarte, like from the outside. Like if they have had this controversy in the past, I've known from talking to you that they've had a lot of backlash on these like elaborate trips and stuff in general. There's sensitivity around multiple things within the business that it seems like they kind of weren't too cautious around with this one
0: and i will say i've (laughs) actually been to three tart trips and every single time i have felt like they've treated me amazingly and i'm just so grateful but i can't tell if i would be okay if i was treated that way because i almost think there is like this conversation of having a scarcity versus abundance mindset right like we a, were talking about scarcity, this this week. Yeah, a scarcity mindset would be like, I'm not going to wear these jeans because I want to keep them nice instead of actually utilizing them. Or it's like, Which I'm not going to burn that this expensive I've had candle.
1: Problems with like because I used to be like I used to have no money. Yeah. that everything I had, I kind of like really saved it almost for a special occasion, and it's taken me a lot of like intentional work to kind of see. All those micro decisions about like even like I was saying, I was at the gym and I just got new like Nike shorts and I forgot to bring shorts that I would use to go in the sauna or the whirlpool, which are like my shittier shorts. Mm -hmm. Right. And in my head, I was like, I'm not going to wear these like I'm just going to go in my underwear because I don't want to ruin these nice new shorts. But then I had to have the conscious decision to be like that's coming from like a scarce mindset of being like there's only so much i won't have anything for the future and so i was like no i'm gonna be more abundant being like these are my new shorts i love them i'm gonna wear them i'll get new ones when it's time like i don't want to live and operate my life based on feeling like i have to like you know squirrel things away yeah rather than being like more things are coming and that's a large part of why i got the tattoo because it was like for me it was more of like operating off of an abundant mindset to be like more money's coming in i'm not gonna like again squirrel my money away and Mm -hmm. be like living in fear because that energy and frequency that you're putting out will manifest in so many other ways rather than Manifesting, and I know it sounds hippy dippy like saying that, so I don't really like to use the word manifest, but more operating on a wavelength in an energy. That things are coming your way. Yeah. If you're believing that, if you're moving off of that, if that's how you're carrying yourself, then more things will come your way. If you carry yourself like you don't have something coming, well, then you're starting to make decisions like nothing's coming in. And so things aren't going to be coming in. Exactly. So side tangent, which I think it was important. But yes, back to what you were saying that like. Is are you were you posing this part of the topic about because are you questioning if maybe she's coming from an abundant a scarce mindset and that's why she's there she's speaking out about it rather that if you were in the position maybe you wouldn't look at it in the same way because you have an abundant mindset and you wouldn't feel slighted by it is that what you're saying no
0: i was actually gonna i was gonna bring like these two ideas together that like if i and this is hard to say because if she had known beforehand she wasn't allowed to go the actual race would she have been okay to even be treated that way i feel like in a scarcity mindset you'd be like i'm just happy to be here i'm just happy that i even got invited Mm. i'm just like right yeah and you don't know your worth being like no like i shouldn't just be happy that i'm just here i should expect more for myself because I know more is coming. So that's why I was saying.
1: But is the more coming something that almost is like go and be appreciative Mm -hmm. with the abundance mindset? Well, I guess you're kind of saying the same thing because aren't they both kind of an abundant mindset? Like I deserve more more No, a scarcity mindset
0: would be like, I'm just happy I'm going. I'm just happy I'm going because.
1: But I don't know because I could challenge you on that and say that could be an abundant grateful appreciative mindset like when i think about abundance i think of it coming from a positive accepting mindset of what you have in scarcity would be more negative you're uh, you're assuming that what you'll have in the future will be less right but it sounds like the way that you're describing it is kind of like you're abundantly accepting that this opportunity is here and this is where you're at right now and that'll allow more and more opportunities to come because you're being present with it
0: i guess i uh, maybe we have different ideas of scarcity and abundance which i think is mm-hmm. normal to have i think for me like uh, a scarcity mindset for me would be like she in offers me a job for five thousand dollars but i know it doesn't really align with myself but i'm like i don't know if another deal is going to come like i should just say yes yeah. to all the deals
1: that would be a hun- yeah that's i agree scarcity, with that right? that's like a is it scarcity or scarcity
0: i think scarcity scarcity yeah. mindset yeah I whatever maybe I'm saying it doesn't it matter Um, so yeah, scarcity, I agree with agreeing to
1: hundred percent
0: business deals that don't completely make sense just because I'm like, and I've had that mindset maybe two years ago when I first bought the house and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I bought a house. Now I need to take all the brand deals. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I took like 90% of them, I would say.
1: Well, I would say with something that big where you're spending that much money, it's a huge life decision. I think it's more reasonable to think a little bit more logical with like, okay, now that I did this, I need to actually bring, but you had the abundant mindset to buy the house. Right. So it's like, that is almost like the aftermath of your abundant decision. Mm. Like, let me bring in more deals. But you, you, you went through the process of looking for a house because you're abundant, knowing that you're going to have enough money coming in in the future. Whereas if you had a scarce mindset, you would have been like, no, I'm going to like live in an apartment. I'm going to like, hold on to this money. Well,
0: yeah i guess i guess i don't know how i'm like bringing it back to the uh conversation of the scarcity mindset of like oh i'm not going to be invited to another trip so i should just say yes to this trip even Mm. though i'm not being treated very well yeah i guess would be like how i'm trying to attach a metaphor to this entire conversation
1: i think that like it's tough to bring in the race thing and it's tough like when i am white to even understand that sense of Like, that sensitivity. Like, if I were her, how would I perceive the world? I have no way of knowing what that's like. Mm -hmm. From the outside, it doesn't necessarily seem like a race thing. It seems more about a legitimate, like, follower count.
0: Yeah. Which doesn't feel good either. It
1: doesn't feel... But, you know, it doesn't feel good. It's not the right thing. But it's not, like... It's just a bad look. But, like, again, it shouldn't be blown over the top and, like, turn into, like, a Bud Light situation like we were talking about last week. And um, I think it's actually a very interesting controversial topic that's also made its way in news and other ways. I don't know if really? you saw that the man that was choked out on the train, the homeless man that was choked to death what? on the train. Why? Okay, so if you don't know about what happened, and I just wanted to get a little bit more information on it. So this, there's a man, Daniel Penny, who was um, on May 1st, he choked a homeless man to death on the subway in New York. This man was black. His name is Jordan Neely. And right now what there's race a race was the guy who he, choked him out. He was white. He's like an army vet. So pretty much this this homeless man on the train was like getting aggressive. He was like making threats. He was being loud and this guy seems like he kind of just had enough and put him in a chokehold and choked him out until he died. And it's like pretty disturbing, obviously. So right now there's like there's like a very strong conversation online about like People kind of going back and forth because people are advocating that this was like a a crime that was kind of racial because he was a black man where other people are being like this has nothing to do with race. It just has everything to do with like, you know, the separation in wealth and homelessness and so many other factors. And so it poses a really interesting debate about like safety and stuff on the trains because i'm like that's messed up this is a human being no matter if they're homeless or not if i actually
0: hit someone in a car i'll be charged with manslaughter so it's yeah he physically held someone back Mm -hmm. and choked them out and they died
1: and so i was just like reading comments and stuff about it like on instagram and people had interesting points of view saying like this actually has nothing to do with race this has everything to do with like homeless people when you're on the subway there's people that have been I think someone said in the comments there was like 20 or something deaths in the past year in like the subway from homeless men, like pushing people onto the tracks (gasps) or stabbing people on the, on the train, having this sort of erratic behavior, because at the end of the day, someone that is homeless, most of the time they They have have severe, no, but they have severe mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And so if you have these erratic uh, homeless people on the train making threats, That becomes almost like an ethical debate of like, what do you do in that situation? You don't know if this person has a a weapon. You don't know what they're capable of. Where is the line there? Obviously, killing this guy is over the line. Maybe putting him into chokehold and putting him to sleep is uh, okay. But like, where is the line, right?
0: Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of sensitivity in the U.S. with anything that has to do with black people of color. And it makes mm-hmm. sense. There's a lot of history between white and black relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I don't think it has to do with race. But people, of course, can so easily see the racial differences yeah. between the two people that it just gets brought up all the time.
1: It's like if the homeless man was white, would this guy have been charged with, charged with murder like a lot or even, sooner or let's something? Let's say
0: Asian. If the guy was Asian, would it be like this is a racial charged Right. Death. Probably not. Like, right. We, we, we probably wouldn't see it this way. But because he was a black man, it has to kind of get brought up. Mm-hmm. And...
1: It's really tricky to navigate.
0: Yeah. I, I think racial... I mean, I think that's why racial history and like the history of the u.s has to be taught in every single school in high school like a lot of the times we don't get taught this stuff until college right because i I took a racial history class and i feel like i learned a lot about like the u.s history like the rodney king stuff that happened in the 90s i never learned that in high school do you know the rodney king stuff yeah yeah of course to me that was crazy i didn't learn that until i was like 19 it's crazy
1: to think about that we lived through we've lived through so many things recently that will be taught or George not talk George Floyd George Floyd that the pandemic corona the yeah. way that that was dealt I mean I don't even want to get into that
0: the but, transgender conversation as right. well we talked about in school I think well yeah At I'm least saying in case like studies. the George I'm
1: saying like the George Floyd riots like this Oh, my be, gosh. that was like such an insane time amidst being in a global pandemic mm-hmm. I mean think about that time for a minute we were all marching on the street in a time where we weren't allowed to be outside.
0: Yeah, do you remember like like so Matt and I did a Black Lives Matter protest and we like <clears throat> um, marched with everyone and I remember we started the protest by having our hands up in the air for like nine minutes. Yeah, we 57. we all
1: ha- had to hold our hand up for as long as the time that
0: he wasn't breathing. Cop
1: was kneeling on his neck,
0: and I just remember being like
1: my hand this was, was so tired. a long
0: time. Like yeah. that is insane. Whatever happened to Shavin, he got prosecuted, right? Mm-hmm. Got and
1: then charged. they just prosecuted like another the, cop, Asian, the cop Asian cop that for was, like not stepping in or something. Yeah,
0: he was the one that was like telling the passerby to like move along.
1: I think we've seen that human beings are very influenced with power and it's no excuse, but I can see how you would wind your wind up in a position like that around authority in the police force if you were kind of just like an innocent bystander.
0: I'm glad you said that what was that thing you just said? When people have power,
1: I'm saying I can see how people are influenced by power.
0: Yes. And I'm going to do a um a Kevin Hart thing where you just go full circle. That's why numbers as an influencer matter cuz you feel more powerful.
1: Yeah. And then that's tied to how much money, what your trips are like. It's all Connected. full circle. But like that's the the world that we've we live in, you know? Yeah. I think influencers get a bad in. rap because they complain about it, but it's like they complain about it almost like when it just doesn't work in their favor, but like they love flaunting and in in really promoting their lifestyle when it's when it works for their yeah. narrative.
0: Well, right? I, I, Wouldn't I would you
1: say that's like kind of it's almost like bullshit because you have people that are like I'm living this lavish life and then they complain about when they don't get the perfect lavish treatment. Yeah. But, like, they're allowed that lavish lifestyle based on their audience anyways. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> It's Trust like me. you, you're you talking about, like, having the worst house in a mansion. Or well, the worst room complain. in a mansion. I know,
0: but I didn't complain about it because but I knew- I'm saying
1: you're bringing it up, but in, in that... And I know you didn't complain about it, but you're bringing it up now, meaning you thought about it, meaning you felt slighted by it, which it makes sense. Yeah, but I also did, because we had about, the
0: worst room in the, the mansion. Right, but think I mean, about... We literally didn't have AC in freaking Palm Springs. Yeah,
1: but think about it. Like, think about everything that you're saying, though. Because you got paid a shit ton of money. That's why I'm not mad about it. We got transported. There was a pool. There was catering. There was, like, free alcohol. There was free... Like, it was an elaborate, incredible trip. The one downside was that the room wasn't the best of all the rooms. But, again... It's almost like that should be a quote, like you're complaining for having the shittiest house or room in a mansion, right? Yeah. Like that just doesn't sound good.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess to me, when I think about feeling like second rate, it's not this mansion um, metaphor we're talking about, this example. The worst, I and I understand Bria Jones. I can totally understand how she feels because I felt this way over the summer mm-hmm. when I went to an event and based on how many followers you have you got a different colored wristband. So like I got a red wristband and then I went with my friend Lauren at the time and Lauren got like a pink wristband and the girls who had a pink wristband were allowed to get extra clothes and you can physically see <laughs> the numbers of followers you had on your wrist. So like everyone that had a pink wristband felt like cooler than the girls that had mm-hmm. the red or yellow. Yellow was like even, you were just a plus one, you weren't even allowed in. Like you weren't allowed to even get anything. And so I felt second rate because I don't even want to say what the thing I was getting done was, but like pretend I was getting a tattoo. Let's say I was getting a tattoo and I had an appointment to get a tattoo with the main tattoo artist. And the girls who are planning the event were like, Tiffany, go to this guy at 10 a.m. And I go to the guy at 10 a.m. He looks at me. He goes, I don't have an appointment with you. And I'm like, I I know I do. The girl's. The Your girl, point of contact. I, the, my, my point of contact, the girl that was working the an event had just talked to him like 10 minutes ago, but she talked to him without me there. And he goes, okay, like, yes, Tiffany, whatever. He completely forgets. I go to him. He goes, no, you can go to my assistants and get a tattoo with them. Not me. I'm only doing the girls with a pink. And so his assistant comes by. He goes, oh yeah, actually he's only tattooing girls with the pink wristbands. Not you. I'm so sorry. But she's like, this guy, this girl will be done in a second. Like, then you can go to her. And I was just so turned off by that, that I was like, I don't even want to get a tattoo. And then I'm like, I'm just visibly, and I feel like a fucking asshole that I even cried. But I started crying, like, like tearing down a little bit because i was fine i like left and then the assistant followed me and was like i'm so 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 sorry like if you really want him like i can totally make it happen and i was like no that's not the point the point is i'm actually supposed to be tattooed by him even if i had a red wristband like they had made sure that i got booked with him i just felt so turned off by it that i didn't want to but she kept apologizing that like it just made me feel even worse then the girl that was my point of contact comes up to me and goes like how was your tattoo Like an hour later, I was like, I actually didn't get tattooed. She's like, why? And I was like, he turned me away. And so she marches up to him and goes, why'd you turn her away? And then it's just like an awkward encounter where he then, he then apologizes. like, well, let me tattoo you now. And I'm like, I don't really want a tattoo. I
1: think you're missing the point that this is an analogy. You didn't really get a tattoo. You you had something else done, but you don't want to reveal it because it would reveal the brand. Yes. But this is a situation that happened to you over the summer. I remember you came home. You were very upset about it. It was just... It didn't make you feel good how one person essentially told you like, hey, you'll be able to get this done by this like very well-known artist. And Mm -hmm. then you go to him and he goes, no, you don't have the credentials. And then you're like, oh, that's uncomfortable because I was like told Told. that I was. And then you're kind of in this back and forth. And then that's a weird situation. It makes you feel a little less, right? It
0: completely made me feel so degraded. I felt very degraded. I felt like... I. Second rate human is the best way. It felt ranked, and it felt it made me have a bad taste in my mouth for this brand as a whole. And it wasn't their fault; it was actually like the artist that was giving us tattoos. But well, I mean,
1: it's the brand's—it's not the brand's fault, but the brand set up a system based on your exactly. following and influence to get certain access. And it's like, again, it's the world that just you just invite in, the
0: girls for different times. Like say that. P- if- festival girls go at 10 a.m. to two and then the next day it's the rest of the people and the next day it's the yellow bands or whatever it was just like this feels really weird i've been Mm -hmm. in a situation where i've gotten a pink wristband per se and it feels uncomfortable because i'm around people that don't have the pink wristbands Mm -hmm. and i'm just like
1: but isn't that kind of like what your lifestyle is? Is like showing people that you get this great access that they don't get. Like in some way, I'm not saying it's very much. Yeah, like but here's not a amongst my
0: peers. That makes me feel so uncomfortable because but I've I'm been on the to other av- end to,
1: av- to average people.
0: Yeah, I guess. But I guess when I'm when I'm amongst my coworkers and peers, it feels very weird. Mm-hmm. If it's like to my fans, of course they're not trying to become influencers. So well, it,
1: I'm just saying maybe you don't know. But I'm yeah, just like I'm just saying it's the whole system it wasn't right the way that it was done, but it doesn't like, it's not like it's unheard of. and doesn't make sense. Like if you're getting paid based on your influence and the brand is making money and paying for all these things, then they would want like the, the, the people with that are worth more money to get like, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. it adds up. It makes sense. It just doesn't sound good. It doesn't feel good. But like, again, that's a part of the game, baby. It's like, that's on the game I like know, blame the game for it and it's shitty that these things happen but again the same thing that's great about the industry that you love is also the thing that is tough about the industry you love your I, numbers matter and that's what gets you brand deals and that's how you're able to live your lifestyle but also that's also your downfall as well
0: i guess for me now that my eyes have been opened up to me feeling like the bottom tier i've come to realize that i would if i was ever in the position to throw an event like this, I would try to prevent that as much as possible. And I yeah. think it's like, it, it comes with an awareness. Like once right. you're aware of it, you shouldn't allow it to keep happening.
1: Also what they're doing, social essentially makes the people at the top feel the most empowered. So they're going to get the most influence out of those people. Right. If it's like, there's a clear separation between pink wristband and yellow wristband, the people are so feel so great. And they're at their level that they're going to give more to the brand. And so,
0: I guess but it also comes with a like moral ethical standpoint of yeah do you can you support brands that make people feel that way and that's a bigger conversation maybe we should just end it there guys yeah
1: I mean again I think imagine if you didn't have this you know being on the quote-unquote bottom of special treatment right like you're talking about having the worst room in the mansion you were at the event you got free things it just wasn't at the level that the highest level got but imagine if you never had that experience and you were at the top like wouldn't you feel like entitled to that power like yeah you're not as big as us like why should you get the same stuff like we I worked mean, I, harder my for my brain like, doesn't know.
0: work that way yeah, so yeah, I guess I don't know. that's yeah. like a hypothetical but literally I don't think that I think everyone yeah, should be true. treated the same but I even thought that when I was a girl that got the pink wristbands at a different event and I remember being like This feels really weird. And I even offered the girls that didn't have a pink wristband. I was like, I have extra pieces I can grab. Do you want me to grab you anything? Like, I Mm. remember being like, it was like, if you had a pink, like, at this event I was at, it was like, I could get 15 pieces of clothing, but the other girls can only get like 10. And I was like, I have extras. Like, do you guys want it? Like, it felt weird.
1: It's kind of like, imagine this whole scenario was a plane ride in the highest pink like the highest level influencers got the business class, mm-hmm. and the other people were in coach, but they're all headed to, a, a, to a to a to a an elaborate island vacation, right? Like a tropical vacation. It would be I a lottery I'm just saying you for think people
0: it, not to feel bad.
1: But but what I'm saying is, is that fair? Like, don't you think that people with the higher influence that have worked harder, that are more professional, deserve to be in the front? Yes. And there's only a certain amount of front seats? Yes. And so that's kind of what I'm saying no, is I'm, that, like...
0: I get both sides of it. I yeah. understand both sides. I'm just saying that it doesn't make people feel good. Which is the truth.
1: Yes, I agree with you. 100%. It feels like very,
0: it doesn't feel empowering at Mm -hmm. all to feel, to make anyone feel like that. And Mm -hmm. if there was an airplane that had business class and I was like, well, I have like 1 million plus, I should get business class. But instead they said, hey, this is going to be a lottery system where we're just going to pick out of a hat who gets to be in business. I'd be like, that seems a little more fair. I'd be mad because... Right. If you're
1: at the top level and you're like, "Hey, I'm a professional. I've been doing this. I'm not sitting and fucking coach." You know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. If someone was like had like a tenth of your following who was new to the game, who did you but know? It you're was like, a lottery system, and
0: she got it. I'd yeah. Be like,
1: okay. I'm just saying, like, life isn't about fairness. I know. Not everybody should get an eighth place trophy. There should be a yes. hierarchy. You should be rewarded based on how hard you work, whether it's fair or not. Like, that's the same. Sort of competitive flair that has, like, is what is America, hate hey yeah. it or love it, you know?
0: I mean, I trust me when I say I understand both sides, but I have more empathy for the girl yeah. who's feeling less yeah, than
1: Yeah, absolutely. 100%. It's not a great feeling. It's not and there's ways, feeling. ultimately, the conclusion is like, it makes sense. It's not a good look. It doesn't make people feel good. Is there a way you could do this? without making people feel as bad mm-hmm. about the fact that they're not at a certain level, right? Because no one wants to feel bad. And exactly. I don't, I don't think maybe the brand's intentions were, but maybe they should spend a little more time being thoughtful with how they like rank these things. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. all right right. well that was a good episode
0: yeah we wrap there no rotten report today but make sure to leave your guys's rotten confessions and am i rotten's down below in the google doc we love doing them but we're short on time tonight so
1: yes happy mother's day out there to all the mothers the hard-working women um animal parents you know we'll give you a little (laughs) love too um and thank you guys for listening make sure to subscribe share the pod if you're fucking with it drop a comment give us a good rating and uh we'll see see you you next next Tuesday. tuesday bye guys bye guys